Hello there, and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where geographically diverse pals have a few drinks and work together to solve a homemade escape room. I'm Ben, and today I'm drinking a hoe garden. Uh, it's lovely and delicious and kind of orange, kind of. I was going to say shaped, orange-shaped, definitely not orange-shaped, orange-shaded. Maybe that's better. And locked in with me today, we have... I'm Alid, and I'm drinking lemonade. Manly lemonade. Good one job, Alid. Especially with the theme. I'm uh, Bailey, and I'm drinking a cheeky little Savion Blanc called Leaf Plucker, uh, <laughs> which was um, <laughs> basically bought for the name. It's not bad. It's not the worst wine I've ever drunk, and it's from a little um, well-known German supermarket. And it's got a sheep on the front for some reason. One's eating the back end of the wool of another sheep i've just noticed and the others are carrying around another sheep like a god so sorry that's a lot of that's happening on that label that i've literally just looked at so uh, <laughs> um and, the, and then the sheep that this god is eating the grapes so or plucking the leaves maybe so um that might be why he is the leaf plucker so even if you were not going to recommend the wine itself you'd recommend it for the bottle it's, it's a good saf blanc easy drinking but it's quite woody in a way um <laughs> That's the thing. Apparently, it should be zesty, so maybe it's just been on the shelf a while. Uh, but um, maybe. Uh, but no, it's fine. And li- I literally just had a proper look at the label, so that's the story <laughs> about my wine. So, how does it work? Each week, we'll get locked into one of the infinite escape rooms, many themed escape rooms. We'll have to solve a series of puzzles in order to escape. If we don't escape within an hour, then terrible things shall befall us. And if we break anything, we will lose our deposit. Are we ready? Yes. yes. Was born ready. This week, we find ourselves in a fancy-smancy, low-lit room. Highly polished chrome surfaces contrast dark, luxurious wooden ones. The sparsely populated room has a few tables with small candles, and there's a bar with many interesting bottles lying on their sides behind it. We must be in a... Wayne! There's a note on the counter that says there's been an accident involving the owner's eye and a rather excitable champagne cork. It also says that the owner's Russian cousin, Ovyor Hednikov, will be round soon to mind the shop and, ahem, remove any trespassers. Oh, God. The front door is locked with an elaborate and whimsical locking system. Let's escape. Uh, This week, we have got the corking chamber, the graping room, and the tasting room. What uh, what do we fancy first? Should we go corking? Let's go corking. What a corking good idea. Corking. And this is my puzzle. You enter the corking chamber. It is a dimly lit, small room, illuminated by one old incandescent bulb in the ceiling. In front of you is a table with eight bottles of wine. To the left of the table is a barrel on the ground, and by the door is a coat rack. What would you like to look at first? The coat rack. On the coat rack is a piece of string to which is tied a card. Card reads, These bottles will have labels that denote a rich history and personal ties to the founder of a vineyard. As such, the corks that go on them need to have a personal connection as well. No coats or hats allowed to be hanging up. Interesting. Okay, so the corks have got to match the bottle? Or or maybe specifically the wine inside of the bottles. Is there anything else um, hung up onto the uh, coat rack? Yes, there are two hats, and they are what you'd probably call the stereotypical Australian hats, with corks hanging off them. Oh. Can we put the hats on? You can, absolutely. Yay, I like on. a hat. You put the hats on. You both notice that each of your hats has four corks each on them. What, what else is in the room? Sorry, I, I kind of uh, forgot. 
Oh, there's a, a table fly. With... Sorry, there's a fly in my bloody wine. Jesus. Oh. Oh, guys, alive. Sorry, it's gone now. Sorry, carry on, Alan. Sorry. And speaking of wine, on the table you will find eight bottles of wine. Great. Interesting. So we've got four corks on each hat, which two hats, four corks equals eight. Coincidence. Um. So could we have a? So could we inspect the corks on our hats a little more? Are they all the same? Do they look like they are individualized? They all look to be the same. Okay. So there's no markings or symbols hmm. or anything on them. No. Okay. Okay. Can we inspect the wine? You can. So all eight bottles are unlabeled, full, but are missing corks. Unlabeled. Unlabeled. Could we have a look in the barrel, please, that's next to the table? So the barrel, upon inspection, doesn't have a lid, and inside you can see that it is full of brand new unused corks. Oh, okay. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. And if we pick up uh, just one of the corks from the top... Actually, no, sorry. If we pick up two corks from the top of the barrel, do they both look identical? They do. No individual marks? None whatsoever. Huh. Okay, what's in the bottles? Do they fill of anything? Wine. What kind of wine? What kind of wine? Wine. Wine. Um. Yeah. uh, Sorry. uh, What kind of wine? They're those sort of. They're the green bottles. The green. You you can't can't quite make out what it is. Is there anything else in the room? We've got the barrel, the table, the bottles on. Got the hat stand, and we put the hats on. Is there anything else in the room? Nothing at all. Okay. How do we know? So we've got to put the cork in the bottle. I'm assuming. Is there... So just, could we please have the note again from the coat rack, please? Yeah. So the card reads, These bottles will have labels that denote a rich history and personal ties to the founder of a vineyard. As such, the corks that go on them need to have a personal connection as well. No coats or hats allowed to be hanging up. Allowed to be hanging up. So we've got the hats on, so there's no hats hanging on the stand. So that's one thing. Are we looking for labels then? Can we look around and see if... Because there's, no la- there's no labels on the mm. bottle. There aren't, no. Uh, could we just... The fourth bottle from the left, could we pick it up and there's nothing underneath it? That's there's very specific, Ben. Fourth <laughs> bottle from the left? Okay. And there's, no- there's nothing on it. Okay. Fourth <laughs> bottle from the left, nothing on. And, <laughs> and I suppose... Um, the third from the right. No, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be here a long time. Second to the left, Could... and go to, oh, straight on to a morning. Yes. <laughs> Could we um, have a quick look under the table? There's nothing under the table. You look under the table. There is nothing there. And and just to double check, there's nothing like written on the table itself. There is nothing written on the table itself. Okay. Or on the wall behind the table. <laughs> nothing on the wall. Okay. All right. Um, so there wasn't. There was only hats on the hat stand. Was there any? Coats? There was. There was not. Is is there anything on the wall next there to the hat stand? On the wall. You mentioned there was a uh, single incandescent light. Could we have a look at that? Is there anything special about it? There is nothing special about it whatsoever. It is just adding to the ambiance. Oh, lovely. That's great. So could I take my hat off and have a little look inside the hat? Very good. Sure. Here, ben. I like it. So there's a few stray hairs from your head left inside the hat. But apart from that, it's a hat. Seems to have collected my grey ones. Can we empty... What about... Is there anything underneath the corks? I'm wondering if the labels are in Mm. the barrel with the corks. So can we just... What do you think, Ben? Should we just tip it all over the floor? Yeah, I reckon we should. Yeah. Can we tip the corks from the barrel over the floor? You tip the barrel over. You've created a health and safety nightmare. (laughs) And now 
all the corks all over the floor. Be careful where you step. Is there anything in the, with the corks that we discover? Nope. Only an accident waiting to happen as you fall over them. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> anything on the inside of the barrel? No, nothing at all. God, where are the labels? Okay, go on, Ben. You've got this. I believe in you. Well, so I'm wondering that I can't I can't figure out the, the label thing. That's that's eluding me. Um. But... Well, we're both screwed then. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Russians have um, got us. Of your head, Nikov, will be here soon. So I, I think that Alid, or that rather the note said, not Alid, the, the note said that... Um, we all know it's Alid. <laughs> the note said that the corks needed a personal touch. I think that was the wording, Alid. Uh, need to have a personal connection. A personal connection. <gasps> Do we have to touch the cork and then touch the bottle? Well, I was wondering whether maybe the four or corks that each of us have, have now something of a personal connection to us. Right, because they've got our hair, our grey hairs. So they've got well, the hairs, because he did. He was very specific that it sucked up hair from our head, the hat. So maybe we do we have to put a hair on the cork and then put it in the bottle? Is there a pen? Can we write our names on it? Unless you brought one in with you, there's not a pen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, if we were allied to try and take one of the corks off of my hat, would we lose our deposit? No, you would not. Oh. Okay. Could I please remove one of the ones? from my hat of course and uh, could I try and uh, slot it into the leftmost bottle's neck sure so you pop your cork off and you hammer it into the bottle and that bottle is now corked okay should we continue to do that yeah so I'll, I'll take the remainder th- three of mine off and uh, put them into shall we say bottles two three and four and then Bailey I'm guessing you're gonna yeah I'm copying you Ben I'm gonna do exactly the same so you've taken all eight corks off your hats which you stole off the coat rack and you've put them in the eight bottles yes yeah yeah. Well done. With that, the light bulb flickers. <gasps> oh no. Turns off and then comes back on. I believe that's what flickering is. Yep. <laughs> As it comes back on, all eight corks that you have put in the bottles pop out. Oh. Oh, okay. And the centre one broke the bulb. So you are now sat in darkness with corks over the floor, glass over the floor. Uh, we've also got uh, presumably an open circuit where the, uh, where the light was. <laughs> well, what you have in the ceiling is a filament which is still glowing. And in the filament you see that there is a key. You have found the corky. Hey. <laughs> and you have solved my puzzle. Wonderful. Hey. With the corky in hand, you catch a taxi to the bar. Woohoo! Hey. More wine! Yes. So, we have got left the uh, the graping room and the tasting room. I feel like the graping room with the silent G is next. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer, apologies if this room doesn't work and we're trapped here forever. And this is my puzzle. So, we are now entering the graping room. Definitely not silent G. And, um, sorry, that's that awful joke. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> dark. Uh, well, actually, we, it, the room is pretty dark, to be fair, as we're going into the cellar where the graping room is. So, you kind of enter the room. As you enter the room, it's a very like, gloomy, black, grey lighting. You can't really see much as you enter in. You take a bit of a stumble and you end up going down some stairs because, obviously, it's a cellar. You're probably expecting it. So, so you're not, you, you know, you're two very intelligent men. You go down the stairs and you uh, are met by a, a faint uh, fluorescent glow from a light bulb just hanging quite sinisterly in the centre of the of the cellar. It's not a very big cellar, to be fair. In front of you is a large wooden barrel which is kind of quite quite square in shape uh, and it's open topped 
Sorry, what? Sorry, I was, I was. So when you went, you when you went a large wooden, I was like table. It's gonna be a table. So I started drawing a table. <laughs> and then you went barrel, and I was like, right, I don't need to make this there round. You and go. you're like, it's kind of squarish. And I was like, there <laughs> <laughs> you go. I think I was thought Ben will think I'm talking about a table. Better make it square. There we go. Yeah. So you, you see the uh, large square shaped barrel, which is empty, and there's a a small pipe you notice coming from the front of it to a bucket um, that's underneath the pipe, uh, ready to collect its content, its moist, juicy contents. And um, to the left of it, you have three empty measuring containers for liquid uh, which have a measurement in millimeters no milliliters going up the side and to the uh, right are three containers filled with grapes of different types and that's it if we have a look at these three measuring jugs what uh, how much do they um how much liquid do they hold so they these are kind of for a very select testing phase of the wine making process so they're not making vast amounts um so these mm-hmm. containers only go up to 100 milliliters oh extremely artisanal wine they're though. very artisanal it's a very very select clientele that will be trying this wine absolutely cool uh, the foot wine it will be called okay <laughs> Could we have a look at the three canisters that are holding grapes? Am I right in assuming that one will have red grapes, one will have white grapes, and one will have a mixture? Well, you'll be right on the two. So the one furthest away from you, so as you enter, so it's the back of the towards the back of the barrel is white grapes. So you're quite right there, um, Ahmed. Uh, the middle one is red grapes. And, you know, this is quite an artisanal um, hipster kind of uh, bar that we've stumbled into, you know, Russian gangster mobs and all that. You know, they, they're hot on it with the uh, the, nought, the the seasonal flavours that um, you know, our modern clientele are into. And the bucket closest to you is filled with gooseberries. Oh, See, apparently, so when my parents moved into uh, the house that we grew up in, um, mm. my dad's mum bought them a gooseberry bush, and they go, oh, you'll find a little baby under the gooseberry bush, and then my mum got off the, the duff with me, so um, oh. they found me under the gooseberry bush. That's uh, apparently a thing now, so, uh, well, it used to be in the 80s, <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe not anymore. So when you, when you, uh, when you were younger, presumably you ate gooseberries and would you just consume them as is or did you have like something made no I, I, you have a crumble or a pie you know you've got to cook them you, but yeah but mm. i like i like a sharp gooseberry but you gotta add a bit of sugar like yes. balances yes. it out yeah yeah i, I yeah. don't know if i've even i must have eaten a raw gooseberry at some point by the way this is must be riveting uh <laughs> podcast material <laughs> talking about eating gooseberries uh so yeah okay well guys you're still stuck in the room come on well absolutely alid what do you think we might have to do so there's a pipe you said there's three oh i forgot to say sorry i missed out a clue a vital clue <laughs> sorry so <laughs> sorry so on the containers uh, holding the uh, grapes and gooseberries have different numbers so the container with the white grapes has the number 83 the container with the red grapes has the number 1212 and the container with the gooseberries has the number 69 okay so my uh, on the spot maths isn't great uh, so i'm going to hand over to alid to add all these up so the white had what number on it ben 83 and the red 12 and the gooseberry, 69. 69. 164. Fantastic. Was that you or your calculator? 
It's me with a pad and pen. Oh, fair play. See, I haven't got alcohol. You haven't got technology. Like, you literally do live in West Wales, don't you, Alex? Like, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I did something I haven't done since school. I was doing the last. I was like, and I carry the one. And I was like, oh, my God. Finally. 20 years later, it came in useful. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Um, so I'm wondering. Oh, actually, that's an interesting thought. Is there, if we have a look in the red grape bin and the white grape bin, are there far more white grapes than there are red? Um, it's all the same amount. Right. Okay. But there's a lot, a, a vast quantity of each one. You've got enough. So do you think, Alad, that maybe we have to like smush down and pour off like 12 milliliters of red? With white grapes perhaps having a slightly more delicate flavour, maybe we should begin by putting some of the white grapes, or maybe all of the white grapes, I don't know, into the large square barrel. Yeah. And then having a bit of a stomp on them. We probably should take our shoes and socks off first. Or actually, are there any kind of uh, hygienic sock things that we can... No, for that true artisanal feel that the hipsters friggin' love... Oh, they love it. They love a bit of foot juice um, in their wine. Yeah. Ah, more fungus the best. Like, they can't get enough oh, of it. Natural yeast, is it? It is. It, it, it gives it a beery <laughs> taste. So, uh, you know, um, in with that, that great gooseberry. So, uh, yeah, a little tang. Can't get <laughs> fucking enough. We're going to be millionaires by the end of this. You you, you watch. You watch, Well, the Russians are. Uh, it'll be fine. Oh, bloody hell, there's another fly on my wine. Sorry. <laughs> Alcoholic flies. Yes, I don't know where they're coming from. My flat's clean. I, I don't know where these flies are coming from. They're coming from my wine. I'd, uh, I'd blame Alan. He's probably better than him. He knew. Anyway, so you're going to put the whole quantity of white grape into the... Into the smushy thing. I was going to say that, the so. smushy barrel, yeah. Alan, do you want to join me uh, smushing some grapes? In the smushy barrel? Yes, why not? So we'll have a bit of a, a stomp. I do my little grapey dance. I like to preen, I like to pran. Making wine, it's so fine. Whoosh. <laughs> there we go. Uh, and presumably, um, some juice is, is coming out into the bu- into the bucket. Yes. So, with your valiant efforts of smushing the grapes in the smushing barrel, you have filled up the receptacle. Okay. If we uh, jump out, could we carefully? pour some of the liquid into one of the measuring jugs up to the 83 milliliter mark please right which one are you going to choose um the one furthest away from the door uh, what um what was your reasoning sorry ben the furthest measuring jug uh from the door would match the white grape container which was also the furthest grape container or fruit container from the door okay yeah yeah um yeah Makes sense yeah it does um, <laughs> yeah, so you fill it up to the 83 ml mark, and a little bing, light comes above it. Ooh. Ooh, indeed. So I guess we should probably throw away, swoosh across the floor, the, any any leftover juice. Drink it. I th- I, it's I'm, only, I'm it's only with... 70 mil. Well, I, I'm not... I, I, Alan, would drink you like to... Uh, uh, Go on, drink it. It's your feet juice. Come on. And it's mainly it's mainly white grape. To be fair, you haven't got the gooseberry yet. So, you know, this is this is the better of a lot of evils. So, come on. Uh, no, no, have a taste. I'm... Do it. I'll I'll have half of it, and I'll give the other half to Alad. Mmm, tangy. Tangy. <laughs> Very tangy. You should probably go to the doctor's, Ben. Get <laughs> it sorted out. So, so... <laughs> Um, with uh, with the with the white one done, I think that it might be b- worth going on to the gooseberry. Just thinking that if we did the red wine first, then it might discolour 
the uh, the gooseberry juice. Very, very good for your discerning clientele. So shall we empty the gooseberries into the uh, smushy barrel, Alex? Yeah, let's do that. And shall we do a little dance? I do my little grapey dance. I like to preen, I like to pran. Making wine, it's so fine. Whoosh! Uh, and so we got some more juice in the in the bucket. The gooseberry juice, yeah. Can we decant sixty nine millilitres of gooseberry juice into the container closest to the door? Yes, you can. You can do that, Alid. You can. Uh, so you put sixty nine, and it fills up to the sixty nine milliliter mark, and another light. On. Cool. And I suppose that what is left, I suppose we should probably drink some of this gooseberry. I suppose we probably we? should. Come on, when are you ever going to oh try it days, again? Oh my days, it's foul. <laughs> All right, your, this actually your... tastes of cheese. It, it is yeah, this feet. is not pleasant. You really, boys, you should really get to your doctors on that. That's not healthy. <laughs> well, no, actually, uh, after that lot, my uh, my feet are looking quite clean. Actually, you've probably given you a good scrubbing, hasn't it? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> could we could we please uh, empty the red grapes into the smushy barrel? You can. And climb in once more time. And... Should we do the squishy song? I do my little grapey dance. I like to preen, I like to pran. Making wine, it's so fine. Whoosh! Fab. So we have now some uh, some red grape juice. Yes, you do. So you, you've got a receptacle full of uh, red juice. And could we pop uh, 12 millilitres of that into the middle container, please? You can indeed. Ping! The light comes up. Ping, ping, ping! The lights go crazy and a key falls from the ceiling and you have your wine key. Way. So you now have the wine key and you will be going back into the wine bar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and so we have the tasting room left and that is my puzzle. So you walk through some sliding doors and they click shut behind you after a close. In the room, you can see to the right, four small round tables. Uh, they're quite tall tables with little uh, little seats around them. And in the kind of left top corner, you can see a curved bar. What would you like to do? To the bar! Yay! Always to the bar, Ben. You know me. <laughs> okay, so on the bar is... Um, it's, a, it's a curved wooden bar. Uh, you're on the front of it at the moment. The left side of the bar... Uh, there's a, a walkway that you could get behind the bar and to the right of the bar it's attached to the to the wall and there's a hatch in the wall and in front of the hatch is one of those little kind of um the little ding bells that you like tap and they ding you know no what <laughs> you know you know like um at receptions you have like little oh like you just go you tap it and you go ding yeah someone come and yeah. serve me now please exactly so you've got a little hatch and you've got a little bell sorry should you you mean there's a hatch in the wall above you or there's a so there's a there's a hatch there's a hatch in the wall right uh, level with the bar so like a like a dumb like a dumb waiter uh, dumb waiter type affair yeah you, you assume um the, the 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 doors are closed on it okay cool and there's a little dinger so you can call it if you want it uh, presumably yeah uh, hopefully yeah well, well if we need it okay there is also a note on the bar oh what does the note say Pat? the note says one wrap a fresh collar around the wine two pour into glasses three score out of twenty at the bottom it says remember. Only the sommelier should summon the wine. And it also oh. says, try not to get too intoxicated. <laughs> I can't promise anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, with a collar, so is there any, like, 
uh, linen tea towels or anything like that around to wrap around it or is it like a so you um you go around the other side of the bar right and you see there are a number of shelves underneath the bar mostly they contain glasses uh, as in wine glasses um but you can also see a pile of cloth collars to put around the neck of a, a bottle of wine okay and um you can also see uh, a shiny badge. Ah! Uh. So only the sommelier who will wear the shiny badge can put, can ring the ding. Ding, ding. Ding the ring? Ding the ring, ding dong. <laughs> Do you want to be the sommelier, Alid? It also mentioned don't get too intoxicated. And as I'm not intoxicated, it'd be more difficult for me Yet. to get intoxicated than it would for you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> In real life, but hypothetically, in the room where we are, in a way, we're probably going to be... We're going to have to drink wine to... Sco- well, or unless... Because wine tasting, I haven't actually done a wine... You're not meant to wine- drink it, though. You're meant no, to spit it out, a, aren't No, that's you? the thing, isn't it? I, I've never done one of them, believe it or not. Or maybe not done one successfully, because I've always swallowed it uh so uh, god uh so uh, um i was on about wine <laughs> so alid i think you should be the sommelier if that's how you say I think it that's a wise yeah, i choice. think that's a very wise choice i can't be trusted ben can i pop the brooch on or the badge on is it silver yeah. or gold it is it is it's silver okay so alid's the sommelier is that how you say it sommelier Smelly? Well, yeah, it, so it's s-o-m-e-l-i-e-r so I th- I think it's som- sommelier or sommelier. Cool. So can I ding the dong, please, Ben? So you uh, you ding the dong and the hatch opens and right. uh, reveals a bottle of wine. Ooh, fantastic. Can I take said bottle of wine around the other you side can. of the bar, put a fresh collar on it? You can. Cool. Can I now pour it into a glass? Uh, you pour it into a glass. Emma, would you like to taste the wine? I would love to. Glug, 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 glug. It's very nice. And how would you score it out of 20? What? This is very abstract. Um, This wine that I definitely have just tasted, and it will definitely be different to the next wine I will taste, Um, not just <laughs> leaf plucker, a 14 out of 20. Cool. 14. That's good. That's good. Um, You say that this is kind of arbitrary. This is actually the European scoring system, and you're allowed also half points. Oh, okay. Well, 14 oh, and no. a half then. Oh, well. If I knew it about the half points, it's very close to a 15. It has very plummy notes of a meadow summer's day. Anything happens, Ben, beyond that? Um, Bailey has gotten slightly more intoxicated. Yay! (laughs) Yeah, great. But you appear to be no closer to solving the puzzle. Is there anything on the bottle? Um, No, actually, there are no no label on it. Uh, You assume that the sommelier can tell you everything there is to know about this wine. Well, (laughs) Alid. Well, this wine, yeah, absolutely. So this wine originated in the hatch, and it's quite a firm 14.5 out of 20. Would recommend. Excellent. Yeah. Ben, can we look at the four tables, please? Of course you may. I forgot about the four tables. I, I wrote, I drew them as well. How could I forget? So each of the tables has got two tall seats with them. So you could kind of perch on them and uh, presumably the sommelier would stand behind the bar, get the wine and pour it for you, bring it to, the, to your tables and you'd have a bit of a, 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 you know, a sip of them, a bit of a taste of them. And below each of the tables is a hook. And on one of the tables, there is a small spittoon. Uh, but missing from the other three. What's a spittoon? You spit the wine into it. Indeed, oh. yes. The one to the most right of the room is the table with the spittoon. So the one nearest the bar? Uh, yes. Can I... So if 
Alex got to sit at the bar. Can I sit at the table with the spittoon? You, you may, yes. Right, okay. So do I have to, do I have to spit the wine into the... It seems such a waste. Um, but... Um, <laughs> Well, what uh, what you have only just realised is that the uh, the bottle of wine that came out is empty. You've you've drunk the whole bottle, Bailey. What? I didn't even know. I know. God, standard Friday or oh, standard Tuesday. <laughs> oh well, I best ding the bell again. Let's get some more wine going. Ding ding ding. So, Alid dings the bell and the hatch opens and there is another bottle of wine. I'm ready, Alid. Bring it over. Come on. No, <laughs> I can't just this. bring it straight over. No, it doesn't work like that. You've got to put the collar I have on. To, I, have to, I have to wrap a fresh collar around it and then pour it into a glass. And I will then bring it over to Emma. Have all four tables got two chairs on them? Oh, they do, yes. Emma, here's a glass of wine. Thank you very much, Alid. The similar. Um, <laughs> lovely. <laughs> have I spat it? I'm spitting it into the spittoon now. I've spat it into the spittoon. As, um, as you spit into the spittoon, you can see the, uh, the wine spiral down the... Uh, down into the the main chamber of this platoon, and you can hear a little rattling inside. Oh, could it be a rattle of a key? Oh, you need to get wasted. Oh God, I've got to waste. No, I'm not. I'm not going to get wasted. Can I spit in the wine into the platoon? That's why. That's why it says don't get so drunk because you can't drink it. Of course. Right. Let's try speeding this up. Can I ding the bell, please, Ben? You ding the bell. The hatch opens and another bottle of wine appears. Right. Before I do anything with that bottle of wine, can I just remove it and ding the bell again? You can. The uh, the hatch opens and another bottle of wine appears. Perfect. I've got two bottles of wine. Ha-ha. That one for the road, isn't it? <laughs> hacks. I like your Life style, Alid. Right. Shall we, Emma? Shall we just try and cheat his process? And... You've got to pour it But what glass. happens if I don't? What happens if we just pour two bottles down the uh, spittoon? Okay. Well, on your head be it, Alid. You maverick. Can I pour both bottles of wine down the spittoon directly? So there's not enough room to pour both at the same time, so you start to pour one, and uh, as you pour the wine into the spittoon, the uh, the hole is small enough that it burbles and you get some sort of splashback from it. But the wine goes into the spittoon and you hear more jangling from within. As you reach the bottom of the first bottle of wine, you see a glimmer in the hole of the spittoon and out pops a key. <gasps> and you have found the hopefully not too drunk key. Oh. And you have solved my puzzle. Okay, so with key in hand, you make your way back to the bar. <laughs> and with that, we insert the core key, the wine, wine key, and the hopefully not too drunk key into the three whimsical padlocks, and we escape. And there we are. You can subscribe to us on all of your favourite apps, fees and iTunes and also at our website www.theinfiniteescaperoom.com You can follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter at tier underscore podcast. That's tier as in tier and not tier as in tear. We'd love to have feedback and to hear where the Infinite Escape Room should take us next. If you enjoyed the episode, and we hope you did, we'd be much obliged if you could give us a rating and a bit of a review on iTunes, Facebook, or wherever you listen to this podcast. Thank you very much for listening, and we hope to see you next time in another Infinite Escape Room. Goodbye. Bye. Ta-da! Bye. It's like drinking your own wee. It's, it's brilliant. I like to do my squisher dance. <laughs> I like to clean, I like, I like to, clean, I like to I like dance. To dance. I like the wine, it's a fine. In my squishy barrel. In my squishy barrel.